Thank you for joining us this morning. We want to acknowledge who we have in the studio with Santa Cruz County Commander Castillo. And on the phone, we have Pima County Sheriff Department, Steve Chuk, who wants to talk to us a little bit about this weekend. Steve, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Sherry. I just want to tell everybody to enjoy this um, season of uh, monsoons that we're experiencing, but to do it in the safest way possible. I want them to make sure that, that they understand that distant storms are going to be bringing water our way. And when that water comes our way, it presents hazards in uh, the washes, presents hazards on hiking trails, and people need to be aware of that. Keep an eye on what's going on miles away because it might be heading your way. We've already um, had several rescues this year, which isn't unusual, but we want to just make sure everybody stays safe. They need to heed the warnings if they can at the, the wash crossings, both rural and metro. They need to pay attention to sign closures for um, trails in the forest area. They need to make sure that they are aware of what the heat and humidity is going to do to their human body and their experience when they're out there hiking. And they need to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's what I want to let them know. Okay, good words, good sound advice. <laughs> you know, you guys, I know you've been busy out there, and I try not to bug you, but I've seen you guys on TV, you know, airlifting people out of bad situations, and it could be avoided. Just use your head. Yeah, people just need to understand the power of that water. I mean, we appreciate seeing it in the desert because it's few and far between, but the force of that water can take your feet out from under you and send you miles downstream, and we don't want that to happen. We want everybody to come to Tucson and enjoy the experience when they're out here, and we want them to do it safely, and we're there to help them make sure that happens. Well, I appreciate you calling in and, and reminding us that, you know, and the stupid motorist law is still in effect, so, you know, you don't want to do that. Well. The people want to go around those signs, and I know the crossing might be dry when when the sign's still up, but there's sand that will trap their car in the road. They're not going to move forward, and we just want it to be a good experience for everybody. Heed those warnings and stay safe. Good words to follow. Thank you, Steve, for calling in, and we'll talk to you later today, okay? All right, Sherry. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, I'm I'm sure everybody by now has heard that the EMT that was killed in the shooting rampage that took place almost two weeks ago has passed. And all of us at Law Matters want to extend our thoughts and our prayers to his family. And I know Santa Cruz County wants to do the same thing. It, it was horrific. I have no words. Uh, that is correct, ma'am. Uh, good morning. Uh, you know, it, when I heard that the uh, EMT had past it was kind of a you know reality and, and sad moment uh, trying to serve and and um, being murdered the way he was it was just unbelievable uh, positive I guess if anything was that uh, his organs uh, continue to to uh, help other individuals uh, but it's 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 not it's not a way to go no it's not and like I said, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and his work family. That I mean, is, you, you're talking a tight-knit group. That is correct. Um, you know, but 
public servants, uh, whether you're serving as a, a law enforcement, uh, fire department, EMT, etc. I mean, it's at the end, it's one big family. I also want to, I don't know if, if you've heard, but I want to let people know that Big Al, our traffic pal, has retired. Yesterday was his last day. Oh, wow. I know. I just <laughs> like, well, I, I think he's earned a great retirement, and I wish him well. By next week, we'll all be lost, driving on the wrong road, stuck in traffic, <laughs> maybe even end up in one of those sinkholes we weren't warned about. And, of course, it'll be all his fault. But Big Al, happy retirement, and we will miss you. <laughs> Congratulations, Big Al. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me about you. Are you a native Arizonan? Yes, I am. Okay. Born in uh, born in Tucson, uh, raised in Nogales uh, at the age of three. Uh, went through public schools in, in Nogales, San Cruz County. Uh, graduated, uh, joined the sheriff's office uh, at a very young age, at 19. Oh, wow. Uh, you could join the sheriff's office at 19? Uh, yes. Uh, n- not as a uh, law enforcement, but as a uh, detention officer or a communications officer, and that's oh, exactly okay. what I did. Uh, I is was... that still the same way now? Yes. Were yes. you an explorer? Do they have an explorer program? N- n- no, and none of that existed uh, in the early 80s for us. So you just wanted to be a good guy, right? <laughs> yes. Were you yes. a good student in school? Um, I would say I was average. Uh, did you get but, in trouble? N- no, I did not. But uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the heck? <laughs> no, um, it was a very uh, clean upbringing. Uh, you know, Santa Cruz County has a lot to offer. Very safe community. It's a pretty community. I, I went beautiful. down there, what, was it about a month ago yes. to acknowledge one of your officers? And I hadn't been down there in so long. It's like, I forgot how beautiful it is down here with the hills. It's beautiful and, and, and very safe community. I've never felt unsafe in Nogales. No, no, no. Uh, you know, being a, a public servant since 1982 in, in Santa Cruz County, it's a beautiful beautiful area, beautiful place to be. Uh, all the years have been with the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office in different uh, div- positions or divisions. But So, okay, so you came up through the ranks. Yes, ma'am. And so tell me all those different ranks that, that you've experienced. Um, detention officer. Okay. Um, assistant jail administrator, civilian. Uh, jail administrator as a civilian. The communications officer. What does that mean? A dispatcher. Okay. Um, acting supervisor for dispatch. Uh, jail commander as a certified officer now through the uh, academy. Okay. Now, did you have to, you went in at 18? 19. 19. Did yes. you have to go to training to become a detention officer? Yes. I was the first... Uh, officer in our agency to attend a structured uh, detention academy, which is the, the CODA, the Correctional right Officer Training. Tucson. Yes. But I joined the department in 1982. My first training came in in 1987. <laughs> so you already <laughs> developed all these bad habits, and yeah. we had to say, stop that. <laughs> um, yes. Um not habits, but you know, our, our the jail uh, is a, is a different beast compared to the prison. But 
the basic training is still there. We still send our officers to CODA. Okay, so uh, everybody gets trained up here. How long is that training? Uh, seven weeks. And when you're done, you're... You're, you're a certified uh, detention or correction officer, and you can move within you know the either the jails or the prison system. Any prison system? Like, is the federal training the same as jail training? No, they have their own. The federal uh, system has their own uh, training. Have you gone through that? No, ma'am. Not, not no. Just for the funsies? No? <laughs> no, no. no I, ma'am. I just want to know what they're doing over there. <laughs> Let's compare. Um, so from there uh, to patrol, and then from patrol I uh, became a sergeant. and then. So they let you out of jail? They let me out of jail. I, That's, that probably looked really good on your resume. <laughs> Finally got out of jail. Yeah. So did you enjoy being a detention officer? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, if you know, if um, back then uh, raising a family, etc., if if they would have been paying me uh, higher wages and and not have to worry about raising my, my being able to afford to yes, live. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, a couple of months ago, we interviewed a, an officer, a deputy out of Georgia, and they get paid ten dollars an hour. Oh wow! The guy's got a master's degree. Oh wow! In criminal justice, and I was—I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, "No way! I don't know anybody who could live on that." No. Oh. Um, so from there, like I said, uh, the, the certified officer, then then the sergeant, and then the, uh, became a, a lieutenant. I served in different capacities as the operations division commander, support division commander, and also the uh, narcotic division commander. Do you have a problem down in Nogales with narcotics? Um, I don't think we have a problem. Uh, uh, most of the uh, drugs is uh, what we label as a transshipment. Uh, it goes through our county. And obviously we do have residue that what we call residue that stays behind. But usually they're, they're trying to get, get it, it north. Get it someplace else. Yes, north yeah. of our location. So... I know about a month or two ago, I was down there acknowledging one of your detention officers for what he did. That's correct. And explain what happened in that situation, because that was horrific. Um, you know, we we have uh, wonderful employees in, in all divisions. I've, I've met a lot of them. They're really nice people. Yes. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're very uh, eager and anxious to serve. Um, they are the detention officers. Uh, you know, patrol does their function out out on the street, but uh, usually, ninety nine percent of the time, the, the ones that are dealing with their behavior and 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 withdrawals and everything else are, are the detention officers, and the, they do one heck of a job in in, in maintaining uh, order within the facility. Um, they do a lot more than what they're uh, given credit. You know, they. they Yes. They, they 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 really do. Um, we currently have vacancies within the detention uh, division. Uh, we do accept laterals. So we. So if you're working someplace, and you guys have the the most modern prison in the state, is that true? Um, jail. I know. Probably, I haven't even tracked it, but uh, I know that uh, our jail went into. Uh, let me see. I think it was like 
2010, 2011. So I don't know if anything has been built around the state uh, after We're, that. Yeah. As I, I heard that, it's pretty fancy and it, a nice facility to work in. It is. And, you know, it's 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 big. I mean, a jail is a jail, so... It's big. <laughs> <laughs> it's big, it, and, and it's... Um, you know, it serves its purpose. Um, obviously, it's it's too big in some areas, but however, um, coming from the old facility to to this facility, um, we never thought we would outgrow the original. Yeah, so, it's unfortunate, isn't it? Yes, yes. And back to um, your detention officer, he observed somebody who was acting a little strange and told his co-workers, you know, let's keep an eye on him. He's not acting correctly. Come to find out he had over 400 um, pills, illegal drugs in his system, and they had to go into emergency surgery. The man, your your detention officer, literally saved his life and who knows how many other people in that facility's their uh, lives by getting these pills off the... Uh, that, is, that is correct, and... and and as we speak, uh, we are in the process of purchasing a uh, what would be referred as a scanner, yeah. And in order to be able to detect, but uh, yes, uh, you know, the any time that you are able to identify a person that is uh, his behavior is not out the, the proper for even 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 for the jail, uh, of this officer. Uh, was able to recognize it and and alert it uh, the whole team, and at the end was able to save the man's life. Yes, yes. and and many it, others. It, exactly, and I I was just so horrified when I heard the story. I'm like, my God, I wouldn't buy illegal pills. You don't know where they've been. Yes. <laughs> you know, <it> was like <laughs> ooh, <laughs> you know. So let's move on. Yes. So okay, you say you you accept lateral moves. So if somebody is working up here in New York at a jail in New York, they could laterally move to Nogales. Yes. If 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 you know uh, what we do is we look at the training that they have. Um, if it's something within Arizona, obviously it's going to be a lot easier because the training is going to be standardized. Pretty standard, yeah. Yes. Um, but can we have or do we have uh, others uh, from other states? Uh, we will entertain anyone that, that is willing to join our, our team. That's awesome. So you don't have to. I think I would want them to go back to school, though. I mean, sometimes continuing ed is awesome. Uh, continuing and and just uh, the advancement of you know what happens in one state might be a different. little bit different from another state. Um, we are big in training. We we love to uh, provide our officers with uh, either uh, training, hands on, or training. Nowadays is via Zoom. Uh, we've yeah, <laughs> it's just like um, teach uh, somebody to do a come along on Zoom. Even though we've we've done video <laughs> trainings for years, now it's a lot more uh, interactive. Yeah. So, do you, do people in your facility carry weapons of any kind? Uh, yes, our detention. Some of our detention officers will carry weapons. Uh, any like tender, what? Um, it's our Glock forty that okay uh, or uh, our long rifle, depending on on the assignment that they have. Uh, our certified officers also, 
and our uh, law enforcement assist team, which is a volunteer group, also qualify through our agency and are allowed to carry. So you have volunteers. What do they do? Uh, there's a couple of components. One of them is the search and rescue. Uh, like Steve. Uh, yes, yes, just like Steve. Uh, search and rescue, uh, some of them are uh, paid employees of the sheriff's office. The, the other ones are, the majority are, are volunteers uh, from within our community. Um, we are seeking, you know, applications uh, so they can join our team. Uh, we have the belief that everyone that volunteers has a purpose. Oh, absolutely. Um, it might not be, you know, uh, hiking 10 miles, but it could be uh, your specialty could be comms, uh, communications can be logistics, logistics can be just, uh, you know, getting uh, organized. Uh, we believe there's Supplies a purpose. put together. Absolutely. There's always, a, I'd never turn away a volunteer. Correct. <laughs> we will never find turn something. them a ring and always acknowledge them. Exactly. We're exactly. We've uh, got some great volunteers up here, too. Do yes. you guys ever work together with your search and rescue, with our search and rescue? Uh, yes. I, as a matter of fact, uh, we uh, regularly seek uh, the assistance, uh, especially there's a, there's a certain area, uh, which is uh, probably very familiar uh, to you guys, this is Madera Canyon. Uh, part of yeah. it is in Pima County, part of it is in San Cruz County. And, and Don't cross that line. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, under under the, the uh, mutual aid, it, um, we're always crossing that line. Uh, but work most, together. We work together. Uh, most of the time, uh, it's Pima County or the Sarah team that comes and helps us. So do you have um, dogs, canines? In your search and rescue, we have uh, a the component of a search dog, uh, which is a that makes it sound like it's a weird dog. <laughs> <laughs> a component. Uh, well, well, a component of our team does include a, a search dog, but it's uh, uh, this, this lady actually lives in, in in your county, but responds to our county and has oh. been for years. Um. So she is her name Karen. Uh, no, Bonnie. 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 Okay. And that's uh, interesting. And um, she's she's active uh, with her canine, uh, cadaver, etc. So, yeah, that's kind of sad. Yes, yes. Um, and do the search dogs get trained in any other discipline besides cadaver? I, it all depends, I think, on on, on the actual uh, trainer, handler. Yeah, the, on the handler, you know, because uh, believe. There has to be a, a, a the discipline has to come from from what they're comfortable in in, in doing. I mean, right, you can't force them to do something exactly. they don't want to do. Exactly. So, okay. How many search and rescue volunteers do you have? Do you know? Well, we have um, approximately fifteen at the time, and uh, we're we're looking at some applications. As a matter of fact, yesterday I spoke to a, a lady from the. Uh, Sonoita area that's also very interested. Uh, her and her husband are interested in, in joining. They do have the applications and and they go through a brief background. Obviously, uh, we need to know who who's volunteering for us. I know the the search and rescue people here bring their skill set to the team. Is there any training involved? Yes. Of, with your team. If they don't have a skill set, but they would like to learn it, are you offering them that that opportunity? Yes, um, 
we work very closely with the state search and rescue and the state has one too yes the coronators yes i I just feel really (laughs) safe right now (laughs) um and uh, there's there's academies uh trainings uh that that are uh, sponsored throughout the state once or twice a year and our volunteers uh, are required to go through that in order to be able to be on the on-call list. Okay, do you pay for that training yes, and yes. travel? Yes, yes we so do. So that they can, you know, stay up to speed because I know things change. That is correct. Uh, we pay for everything. We absorb all the costs. Um, we also train monthly in, in within, within the county. Uh, we also uh, have our monthly meetings and we tap different uh, um, resources to be able to train us. Um, one of the fire districts is doing the swift water rescue training. Yeah. Another one is, is doing the, the tracking. Um, I do the ATV or UTV training for them. Well, that kind of sounds like fun. It, it is um, if you know, if you're safe doing if it. If you're doing ATV. Uh, you have to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be safe. You can't just go hauling butt. Correct. <laughs> okay. When that uh, tragedy happened in Florida, we had search and rescue people flying in from Israel, I think from Australia, if I'm not mistaken. That kind of training is pretty unique. Yes. Would anybody from Arizona be sent to their countries to learn what they do? If a situation like that would happen here, wouldn't you want to be prepared? Because if you're going to tell me that maybe you'll send you to Israel or Australia, I'm going to sign up. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that that the uh, possibility could be there. Uh, a lot of them are, like I said, uh, are volunteers. They have. Can regular... you sign right here that you said that, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of them are volunteers, and a lot of them have, uh, you, you know, their their full time uh, job or profession. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it, it would be, you know, possible, probably, but sometimes because that's kind a pretty hard. unique. What what they were doing was really unique. Yes, yes, and it's something that you know, God forbid, it would happen every day. You don't want that, but it would be a situation where you'd have to have somebody with those specific Mind skills. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's it's you know, it is a tragedy. Um, obviously, training is, is is the key component to all of this, and and. Um, but to get to that level, I think the, the the people that are deployed to different areas, that's how what they do Always. all day, every day. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me about the sheriff. He's not here. Let's talk about him. <laughs> um, great, great uh, leader. Isn't uh, he awesome? Yes, yes. He and his family, his whole family are just yes. super cool people. Um, you know, <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Sheriff uh, Hathaway uh, came in. Um, uh, have a, a very uh, defined direction where we're going with with our department serving our community. Uh, great individual. I I met him when he first joined the the sheriff's office, uh, like in nineteen eighty three, eighty four, before he got uh, uh, hired by DEA. DEA. Yep. Yes. And uh, even 
when he was uh, representing the the DEA as the uh, ASAC there in, in Nogales, San Cruz County, I was the task force commander for the narcotics, uh, it was the Metro Task Force. So I got to work with him somewhat during so that time. So you've known him for a long time. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. That helps. Yes, it does. And and he's always, uh, you know, even with DEA, he always uh, uh, was representing our our Santa Cruz County Nogales uh, at to the highest level. Uh, that's that's one thing that I mean I never forgot. Is like even though he was he moved up and on, he never forgot his roots. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell his his passion for what he does in the area that he does it because this is home. Yes, this yes. is home. He's invested. Yes. And there's a big difference between having somebody who's appointed a leader in an area where they're not invested and somebody who has a passion for this. Is, these are my people. This is my area. We're going to keep it clean. Yes. And he continues. He continues to serve as well. Awesome. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few. This is Deputy Chuke with Pima County Search and Rescue, reminding you that infants and toddlers do not experience heat as adults do. Consider this when bringing your young ones on a hike in temperatures of over 80 degrees. You do not want to risk that child having heat stroke or being arrested for child endangerment. Daylight is fading and the temperature is dropping. You are not only cold, hungry, and lost in a densely wooded area, you're injured. Time is of the essence. SARSI is a highly trained team of dedicated volunteers who work closely with Pima County Search and Rescue to help people in critical situations just like this. To join an exclusive team of heroes, go to sarci.org. That's S-A-R-C-I dot org. We need your knowledge, experience, and of course, your generous spirit. Law Matters Live Show airs every Saturday morning at 8. On our next show, Jay Wiley from Law Enforcement Today joins our conversation. We can't do this show without your support. Please go to lawmatters1030.org to contribute so we can keep the lines of communication open for all of us. Law Matter podcasts can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and lawmatters1030.org. This is Colleen, a volunteer with Pima County Search and Rescue. If you are hiking with children and pets, you need to carry the extra supplies they can't. Remember, one quart of water per person per hour. And when it's half gone, turn around and start down. This is Nathan Chabin, producer for Law Matters. I have a goal to reach and I need your help. I want to put the DEA out of business. That's right, the Drug Enforcement Agency. If you have an addiction problem or know someone who does, please reach out to lawmatters1030.org and click the DEA tab for more information. Reaching out is the first step. We have the resources if you have the will. You can beat this demon and help me put the Drug Enforcement Agency out of business. This is Amy, a volunteer with Pima County Search and Rescue. An energy drink for breakfast will not prepare you for a day-long hike. Bring food, water, appropriate clothing, and a fully charged cell phone, especially a fully charged cell phone. Okay, thanks for staying with us. In the studio, we have Santa Cruz County Commander Castillo, and we've been talking about his his boss, the sheriff, behind his back. <laughs> Actually, he's a really great guy, and he's he's got a beautiful family, and he does thoroughly love that area of, of Arizona. So you're lucky man. 
So tell me about this enforcement assistant team. What is that? <clears throat> the uh, for short term, we call them the LEAs, which is the Law Enforcement Assist Team. It also a volunteer group um, that we started a few years ago. We had about uh, we still have about eight volunteers that uh, are required to do a, a minimum of 16 hours uh, to stay active within the group. Um, as we speak, uh, we've uh, one of one of our own volunteers that's an LEA and search and rescue member, uh, I do want to acknowledge uh, Mr. Tom Sauser, uh, he has done the background and an additional uh, eight volunteers that are ready to go through what we um, have them go through a 120-hour academy at our at our office. Wow! Um, you could get a degree. <laughs> 120 hours <laughs> is is very little uh, compared to what you know the the, the responsibilities and, and 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 what we like them to know beforehand uh, to stay safe and and be able to provide a, 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 a even though it's a volunteer service to our community. Uh, they do have a, uh, will be driving one of our patrol cars. Uh, it's a, a very similar uniform, be carrying the gun and be, you know, uh, proactive out in our community. Do you put them through the defensive driving course? We put them in through uh, a, uh, th right now we don't have a defensive driving course that they go through. Um, but usually it used to be video that, that has since uh, gone away. Um, we do teach them our policies and procedures. We do have them qualify with our weapons. Um, we do take them out driving, but not like police driving. Uh, it, it's, it's well, that's no fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, so, and, and, and the instructors, the, the uh, people that we, we use are general instructors within our agency, you know, uh, part of our uh, criminal investigations will teach them how, what to look for, uh, defensive tactics, our weapons uh, uh, instructors, uh, report writing. They go through a, a 120 hours, and we usually work on their schedule. Uh, since they are volunteers, uh, they're not disposable to us at Monday to Friday, so we usually get one or two days, so it might take a few uh months a couple of months two three months to be able to complete the program but we're hoping to to start it uh, hopefully this this coming month in august do you have anybody that just goes through that program to see what's going on and then change their mind um we've had one individual that uh, went through but found that he could not do what was expected? Yes, and 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 you know we, we honor that. It's it's it's. Yeah, we're not going to force you to volunteer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like I said, we 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 try to work with them very very uh, hard on, on what they can provide to us. It doesn't. There, there's no uh, discrimination on, on what you can or cannot do. Yeah. So, do these cars have lights and sirens? It's a patrol car. So it has lights and sirens. Yes, I would be driving around <laughs> all day long with lights and sirens going. No red lights for me. And probably we at the end of the ride, you would be removed from the car and, oh, and not be allowed to. You don't have a sense of humor, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sherry? Oh, I hear her. <laughs> no, um, they are representing us. They're representing Absolutely. the sheriff and, and law enforcement. So obviously. And a lot of times people don't realize this is a volunteer. Yes. This isn't, you know, a paid employee. 
and they don't, you know, have that. What are you doing? You know, it's like, but okay. So your volunteers do, what kind of uh, calls do they go on? Um, by by design, we don't have them go where there's obviously a, a potential of, of being injured or... or like domestic violence arrest. call or yeah. bar fight. Uh, but they can respond if the supervisor um, allows them to, to be there because they're probably going to be one of our best witnesses yes so there you you get familiar or they get familiar with with uh with the officers and 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 like any partnership you start working together building a bond building a bond and 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 to know the expectation of what the officer uh is is doing and what the volunteer is capable of helping you know it could be just asking hey get me more backup uh, because or directing they, traffic or directing traffic or I, stopping traffic by the you know because something is 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 developing so the extra ears and eyes and, and obviously it's going to benefit the uh, the community and us do they write tickets no no they do not write tickets my conscience would not let me write a ticket i'm i'm sorry <laughs> i i <laughs> it's like no. oh you were speeding okay <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, actually well it's it's an it's an opportunity to educate them yeah uh, you know not everything deserves a ticket uh, there's obviously we don't ticket everyone or but um it is an opportunity to to educate them and change they didn't that behavior used to feel that way i would get a ticket for everything i could have wallpapered my walls with my tickets so <laughs> it was like, okay, there's Sherry. Even the judge knew me by first name, <laughs> which is probably not a good thing to brag about. So in your all your experience and everything that you've been doing with the sheriff's department, what's your favorite thing? Um, helping others. Just being able, you know, to help others. Uh Training officer, crisis negotiator. Um, give me, give me a situation where you negotiated somebody in a crisis. Um, without using any names, uh, the the last um, uh, one of our last callouts, uh, I negotiated, or we, because it takes a, a whole team. Yeah, we negotiated uh, through a phone. Uh, we weren't able to get uh, through a cell phone. I'm sorry on scene about a few miles away from the actual uh, scene we were we were able to talk to one of the family members uh because the family member was the only one that he was uh willing to listen, willing to. To, listen to so through that person we were able to negotiate and 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 have him uh, self turn in and and um you know with no promises uh, he ended up getting detained arrested and but uh also was uh, provided with the mental uh, health that he needed and a lot of times it's that type of situation yes uh, so the familiar voice was obviously the, the family member so we trusted capitalized somebody on that. they could trust yes very cool so do you have tunnels running around underneath nogales i have heard stories on the news and i don't know if they're true <laughs> uh, there's there is uh, tunnels that uh, we share uh, the sewer system, obviously, of, with Mexico, so they're already... Then there's natural uh, 
caves or, or crevices, whatever they want to be referred as, that come in. Uh, obviously, they don't know where Mexico starts and right. the U.S. So obviously, <laughs> it's something that's already underneath our our, our current uh, Nogales area. There is, but uh, you know, law enforcement does a, a, a very a great job in, in identifying these these uh, incursions. Yeah, they have some kind of machine that'll tell them. You know, there's a there's a tunnel here, not supposed to be, but there is. Yes, and yes. That just I saw it on TV. I saw it on a documentary. It's like, wow, that's really cool. Yes, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's a change of 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 the uh, landscape that. That will detect, you know, the, any 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 voids that are underneath. When it starts sinking, you know, hey, may or might be a tunnel under here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but uh, you know, we we don't. Like I said, we we do uh, one heck of a job trying to to stop. But law enforcement in in, in general, federal, state, and, and the locals, uh, we 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 work closely together and and so obviously the even though the incursions are going to happen we i believe that we have a very good handle, handle on it on, yes it, yes we do do you have caves down there caves as far as you know like karchner cavern in a cave where people go splunking no you don't have any caves down there no as i know the sarsi up here is trying to put together a cave team to help rescue situations so oh. Well, I'll I'll take that back. We do have some, but they're out and away. You like mine shafts, et cetera, but not nothing like like. But, like what they're th talking yes. about, Jim. So if anybody out there is you know thinking about joining a search and rescue, and you have those skills, they are trying to put together a, a cave unit. Okay. So. Okay. Great. Not something I'm going to be doing anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so so what else? We have uh, your hiring. We're, we have uh, vacancies currently uh, for our dispatch, uh, our 911 operators. We we do have uh, vacancies available. To okay, are, is there office in Nogales? Yes, it's in our main uh, station there at the sheriff's office. Where, oh, where I was. Yes. Okay. There's there's a room. Uh, there's a there's an office, and it's the 911 center. Um, that's we're one of two. Uh, PSAPs in the county. The What's other one, a PSAP? Uh, the primary uh, entry of all nine one one calls. We oh, have okay. one and one in the county, one in the city. The city of Nogales uh, Police Department uh, is the other one, and we serve each other as backup. Uh, if our system goes down, uh, <laughs> they, they they can they can kick in for us or vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. Uh, our PSAP. So we serve the sheriff's office. We serve the uh, fire districts in in the county, which is uh, uh, currently we we have about four or five fire districts that we serve. We also uh, absorbed uh, as of July first the town of Patagonia for law enforcement. Not the not the. Uh, uh, medical or EMT component, but the, the law enforcement. What happened to their police department? I, my understanding is that the marshal that was serving uh, mentioned that uh, he was going to be retiring, so the town was uh, proactive in, in doing so, something. Yes, they didn't want to replace a marshal. They only had one police officer. They actually, I believe, they had. Uh, Three, including the marshal and two others. Um, we, 
we didn't get involved in, in, in the the politics, in the politics of it. Uh, uh, like, I stay out of politics. Yes, too. yes. So we we were uh, able to to work a, a uh, contract or uh, you know with negotiate. The town negotiate a contract and and uh, recently uh, as of recent we got approved and we'll go on in, in trying to to uh, make it right and, and serve the, the people in, in Patagonia also. Well, I bet I can find two officers that are looking for a job. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, we, we could, um, <laughs> you know, and we do have, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunity to, to join our team, uh, the, the application process. Um, we currently have uh, three uh, individuals in, 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 in the police academy. How does the marshals' training differ from the county? It, it the the basic academy is the same. It's, it's not. It's so not they different. went to CODA too. No, no. Nope. CODA is Coda. for detention officers, and then you have a police academy, which all law enforcement has to go have, to. Yes, and there's different academies uh, throughout the state. Um, you know, depending on on the area, we have uh, like. As we speak, we have uh, two of our officers attending the Southeastern Law Enforcement Training Academy, which is located in Cochise County. Mm-hmm. Then there was no other room available, and for, you know, for for timing, the uh, third individual was sent to what's referred as Walita, which is the Western Arizona, which is located in Lake Havasu. Oh wow! I'm not sure I'd want to go there. Isn't that where it's really hot all the time? It is hot, but, but we're getting trained. We're getting trained. <laughs> now, is the training exactly the same? Do they it, go it, through the same? It, it is a basic requirement that's uh, required by the Arizona uh, police officers and standard training. So, okay. So it has to be standardized. Okay. So it doesn't matter where they go. No. Do you have a preference? You can tell me. Um, no, no, no <laughs> preference. I mean, I think they all serve uh, their the same. purpose. Yes. How long do they have to stay wherever you send them? It, it, it all depends. Uh, some of them is uh, some of them are sixteen weeks. Some of them are twenty one weeks. Uh, and what's the difference? It, what? A lot of it has to do with with whatever their training. Um, I know that uh, locally, a lot of the uh, training is now including a mental health component or local, you know, whatever is specific to your agency. So they just started doing that? They should have been doing that long time <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm saying that they're, they're, there's probably more concentration on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, from a 12-week academy back in the 80s to a 16 to an 18 to a 20 week academy that's pretty uh, significant uh, yes and obviously the, the the recognition of the need to change and add is, is there in the, in the in the added weeks of training so your detention officers once they've gone through that training because that's pretty unique training and they become they want to become a police officer do they have to go back to a different yes. 21 week training thing yes and after they're done with all, how long is the detention training again? Seven. S- only seven weeks? Seven weeks. Is it the same down there as they do up here with the the jails, basically? You know, you're the only one in the pod taking care of all these people? Yes. Okay. And, and that's where... Um, 
that that is where we start struggling with with uh, manpower. You know, because there's there's posts that need to be manned. Uh, obviously, uh, we've been understaffed at, at the sheriff's office. Right now, we're in critical you know uh, staffing levels. Uh, we have. The, the the division of hiring like I said we have six as we speak we, right now we have six detention officers in the academy hopefully they'll be uh, two of them will be graduating soon and then the others will be graduating like four weeks after that so you're hiring all positions all positions basically yes and start from scratch what is the um, hiring wage for these people um, I believe uh, for detention and com- uh, for communications is about thirty-two thousand a year. Uh, c- detention is about thirty-three thousand, thirty-four thousand dollars a year. Patrol is about forty, um, with lots of benefits that that are offered. Um, we just the county just implemented uh, like a step in in in, pl- in position. So you, if you have three years in 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 that position, you automatically will be getting a, a, a raise or a bump at the end of the three years. Um, that should be helping us uh, maintain and retain uh, our officers uh, because there is a movement every at least every three years. Not necessarily um, do you have to move on to another position in order to earn more, like what happened to me when I right. first started. Um, now, it's every three years that you will be getting a, a step increase. Well, that helps. Yes, yes. Uh, like I said, we have uh, excellent benefits with with, men, uh, with the uh, medical, uh, with the vision, dental. Paid uh, vacations. Paid vacation, double time. Uh, we have lots of overtime available for the officers. Uh, they seem to, to, to love... To, to work the, the the overtime. Oh well, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? If you can, <laughs> if you can build it, why not? Um, so there's there's a lot of uh, you know benefits in, in working for the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office. There's a, a lot of uh, uh, opportunity for growth within the uh, within the uh, Sheriff's Office. If once you get hired, there's different uh, positions that you can serve in, in whatever area division that you're working if it's patrolled you can be you know we have uh, corporals which is an uh, advancement you have uh, criminal investigations we have the drone program we have search and rescue uh, SWAT canine uh, K9, we had it and it went away like I said we, we were trying to build on it where we used to have our own canine uh, unit if you don't take care of it, it will go away. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to work on, on, on a lot of the programs. Isn't a canine um, officer, isn't that like a promotion? Um, it was not with, with our agency, not a promotion, but you usually um, if if one of our canine officers, uh, uh, even though he or she can respond to a lot of these calls, they can't transport they can't do a lot of things because they have their canine in their unit. So instead of that tying could make it a more interesting trip <laughs> next to the canine, right? Yeah, get in here. <laughs> uh, so um, we, we we are a small uh, department in, in, in many ways. Uh, we have uh, thirty six sworn officers, and 
we we have the to uh, cover how much how much area? Uh, Santa Cruz County is a thousand two hundred and forty four square miles. Uh, wow! So you know, and within that is the city of Nogales, which is I think a twenty square mile. So take that away from the thousand two hundred forty four. But we probably uh, by per capita we have a lot of. Uh, law enforcement in, in, in our community uh, from federal, state, local, uh, and we work very closely with all of Everybody them. works together, but if you're sitting around wondering, hey, gee, what, what should I do for a living? You're hiring. You're hiring everybody. Yes. And if, you know, I, we called it cross-training, but learning everybody's position just makes you a more valuable employee. That is correct. Uh, and and you, it, it serves a many purposes uh, for advancements uh, for you know just know, knowing that you know what it takes and, and you respect that position exactly. uh, for uh, being a former detention officer being a former uh, communications officer I truly respect uh, what they do every day yeah you don't want to get on the phone and start yelling at them no no on the, on the contrary <laughs> <laughs> oh it's you click yeah. <laughs> so. You yes, don't want to do that. So seriously, if, if you're listening to the show or you know somebody who's trying to decide, what should I do with my life? This is not a bad gig. This is really awesome to be able to know two days are the same. You're not going to be stuck at a desk and, you know, not know what's going on outside. You're going to be involved. That, that is correct. And one of the Probably one of the best things that uh, the, at least in the patrol that I've heard, because I just had a meeting with some of the officers, um, is being able to work the four tens, three days off. Um, Not all agencies uh, do that. I think it's awesome. I'd rather uh, work the extra two hours and, you know, have a three-day weekend every week. That's correct. And that's what they say. And, and a lot of them, you know, are very young, so they work lots of overtime yeah you know, they, they say if i can work one day uh, out of my three days off i still have two days off exactly so that i mean they we, we encourage them to to you know to work as long as there's no violation of policy in other words uh, there's uh, the, you're not breaking the law exactly and, that would and, be so tacky yes and <laughs> you're not you're not um you're, you're getting the required uh, uh sleep or the required uh, rest in between your so you shifts. can be fresh when you yes. show up to work so your days off do they rotate or do you have a set day off these are your days off period they rotate they rotate every every 28 days and do every... they rotate forward or backwards i remember those rotation days and it wasn't pretty <laughs> if 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 uh, say for example an officer is off monday tuesday and wednesday when they rotate it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then if once Back that, again. yeah, uh, then it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So there's a there's an opportunity at some point to be off six days uh, during the the schedule change. Between the three day weekends, we'd take a baby furlough and take a junket out to Las Vegas. So your your day off, your shift. So your shifts changes what. Do you have a set shift, or do you have to rotate shift? <clears throat> um, I don't know if I understand you, but 
the officers will work, say, for example, day shift, and they'll work that for two months, but every month they'll rotate days off. Okay. And then from day shift, you're going to go to swing, which 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 is... Uh, like three to evening. three to it's midnight or whatever it two is. Two to midnight. Uh-huh. Two to midnight. And then graveyard, which is eight till six in the morning. Now, is that the most active shift in your area, or is it pretty <clears throat> I, sleepy? Um, I think the uh, the mid shift, uh, the the swing evening. Or evening shift, is is where everybody gets getting home or getting in trouble, uh, getting in trouble, or um, <laughs> <laughs> getting something. <laughs> it's 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 the most active. Okay, because our midnight shift was usually the most active. It was like you know, oh, <laughs> no rest for the wicked. <laughs> so. Okay, we only have about a minute left. <clears throat> what words of encouragement do you have for our listeners and anybody who's thinking about becoming law enforcement? I mean, you can't beat the weather. It's beautiful down there. It's a beautiful area to work uh, in and, and beautiful community to work for. Um, you, it's, you know, everything that I own and everything I've done is because of the the, the opportunity that was given to me Back in 1982, so obviously um, you there's there's a, a lot of potential to serve. It's a very humble uh, position to be in, um, but uh, realize <clears throat> excuse me, not realizing that not everyone is set to to be a public servant. Um, most of us are uh, are, are you know we we are. We're out there. We care. We we acknowledge the need, um, and it's a very close knit uh, community. Yes. You know, so it's it's a big little city. <laughs> yes, and 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 then within the Scherz office, we call it a a, a family. You know, but we we care deep, deeply of of uh, all of our employees, and and we try to acknowledge them every day. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show and coming all the way up here from Nogales. And until next week, I want everybody to shop local, stay safe, and go to lawmatters1030.org and contribute. Let's keep the show going. Thank we'll you, We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Law Matters Live Show airs every Saturday morning at 8. On our next show, Jay Wiley from Law Enforcement Today joins our conversation. We can't do this show without your support. Please go to lawmatters1030.org to contribute so we can keep the lines of communication open for all of us. Law Matter podcasts can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and lawmatters1030.org. 